for takeoff. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Kings of the Heart. Kings of the Heart relationship talk with two black male couple and family therapists. That's myself, Tariq Omari Walton, joined by my man, Dr. John Hart. How you doing, my brother, Dr. John? Uh, I'm doing well, brother. It's always good to be here. Always good to be in space with you. And uh, Indeed, indeed. We're here to do it again for the people, man. Exciting, exciting topic, brother. Exciting topic. Look it. I don't know about for you. But I'm constantly getting a conversation from my couples around what it means to be their authentic selves in their relationship. You know, people are always questioning, well, why can't I just be my authentic self? You know, I want to be able to be able to just do what I always do and, you know, want you to accept me for who I am. And I often find that people don't realize that who you are needs to be a little bit more flexible. So let's get into the conversation about authentic selves and what that really means when it comes to our relationship dynamics. All right, sound good? Sounds good, brother. All right, so so here we go. So, Dr. John, tell me, first off, have you been hearing anything similar coming from your couples? Yeah, like as we were talking before and as we, you know, have talked in the past, you hear these sentiments like sometimes like explicitly where people will say, you know, um, you know, this is who I am. You know, um, I need my partner to accept this part of me or accept who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also hear it in implicitly in sessions, as I, I feel like I do, like every week with most of my couples, where people will say things like, well, it is what it is in regards to yes. the behavior. Um, you know, people will sometimes even um, engage in certain things and then afterwards just be like, okay, you know, I'll just. I'll try my best to like get better, but there's no change. And so like I I see it creep in both ways, explicitly Mm. being talked about and also implicitly and implicitly being like the other partner is coming in saying, well, here we go again. And this is happening again and they're not changing and and stuff like that. So the the reason why I bring it up is because like there's it's, it's to highlight that this is a very persistent thing that all couples have to address. Yeah. Uh, acceptance is important, right? Acceptance mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Uh, um, acceptance of ourselves and especially of our partner is so important for like marital couple satisfaction. I think that's definitely there. Um, I think the point is, is how do couples in a healthy way set boundaries and also have um, and, and, and let there be accountability mm-hmm. for folks to say, like, no, beyond this being who you are, this is not OK or right. this is impacting me. So that's how it, that's how I've been seeing it come up yeah. and um, a lot. I mean, how's it been for you? I mean, like I said, it's been explicit. <laughs> it's been very explicit. I mean, it's a term that comes up a lot in therapy. I don't know what it is with my clients, but that is like it's not implicit at all. I mean, you see the implicit side often because that, I think it's just. Um, the nature of being in a relationship with someone, but the explicit statement of my authentic self, it comes up often and not just with my couples, actually my individual um, clients yeah. say that as well. You know, I, what does it mean to, you know, to have my authentic self be present in my relationships or just even in my work relationships. But I think it's also important to have a definition, a working definition of what it means 
what the term itself means, authentic self. So when you first hear that term, what pops into your mind? What is the definition that you would give to that term itself, authentic self? Well, um, a part of me sometimes, like philosophically, will think about, well, there are baseline characteristics of like who we are Mm -hmm. facts like that's just who we are like at any given moment there are certain parts of our behaviors attitudes thoughts values that are like pretty consistent across like the board but then like there's also like the perception we like to have of ourselves definitely right that i think really can be conflated around authenticity yeah so uh, let me give you an example if someone for the most part is pretty uh is is pretty direct as a human being Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it's conflated with the idea of my authentic self is that, well, I'm a bull with horns and I give it the real and I speak the (laughs) truth. You see how like that starts to that has implications for how you interact with people. That's what I mean. So I don't mean to confuse you or the listeners, but like I've thought about this extensively where I think there's the uh, when I hear authentic, I'm thinking, okay, what is this person's baseline way of functioning, Mm -hmm. living? And their attitudes, their beliefs, like because yeah. there is actual yeah. data like we could study each other and say, OK, across most spectrums of life situations, this person is pretty much functions and lives their lives like this or they act like this or their attitudes are like this. Mm-hmm. But the perception of ourselves, that's where right. the self-worth, self-concept, right. that's where uh, other things like anxiety and depression can really start to cloud and conflate how we function then there's also family of origin things like what has your family labeled you to be are you the mouthy one so you've now taken on like you've always been a direct person but now you've internalized being the mouthy one and it's showing up and Mm -hmm. like this is my authentic self Mm -hmm. so i hope that makes sense because like i i I don't think it's as simple as well what is the definition of like one's authentic self i I think kind of the way i've broken it down i think is all major parts to what why this has been a very nuanced situation in relationships right and i agree with you it's a very complicated definition because it it really relates it really relies on several different ways of looking at it i'm thinking about three different kinds of ways to define authentic self the first being the whole term keeping it real you know that whole keeping it real thing i'm just keeping it real like you just said you know i am this is how I perceive myself and this, this is going to be my truth. I want to speak my truth, not really considering the impact of how you're communicating your truth to other people. So yeah, you're, you're speaking very aggressively in this tone that you associate with who you think you are and think people need to accept that. Well, you need to accept the fact that people receive information differently and the way that you're presenting yourself, not saying that you have to change who you are, but change the way that you're presenting it. Correct. You know, so you have that side of it, that keeping it real part. You also have kind of getting to what you're saying about the the family of origin, who they said you are. It's the narratives that we create in our heads of who we think we are. So we have our own stories. We have our own beliefs around who I say that I am. And this is what I want you to see. I want Correct. you to see what I'm thinking, even though the reality of me may not match up with my own narrative. You see that all Correct. the time, too. Correct. Right. Correct. But then the third, but the third one, the third definition for me is more around being genuine. Who is your genuine self? Who are you genuinely? Not just who you, you know, who you think you you are. Are you talking about the performers? You talking about the people who be performing? (laughs) I like to use that term like in session because like sometimes I do feel like some, some, not, not just in session, but I think we, uh, I think social psychology talks about this in certain like, 
like life in general is kind of like this ongoing performance. And yeah. so yeah. I use that not to not to uh, be pejorative, but I but some people perform a little bit more. And I think that's that's one of the things I heard you say. And and I'm sorry I didn't interrupt, but like it just came to my mind because I was like, yeah, like I, I call out my clients sometimes where I'm like, is this a performance? And all I'm trying to say is, is this your authentic self or right. are you putting on a performance right. for me right. being that we are in session? Right. Right. Or even with your mate, are you putting on Correct. performance because Correct. this is how you want them to see you? Again, this gives Correct. it back to the narrative that you're trying to create in your own head. You know, but when you start talking about, okay, what did, what does it mean to be genuine? What does it mean to just be your genuine self? Not trying to put on any any airs or mask or putting on a performance. Who are you genuinely? And how do you present that? So when you start thinking about that authentic self, it's the genuine person that you are and making sure that as you're presenting that person, that you are demonstrating care for the people that you're yes. communicating with. Because I think we get away from when we, when we start thinking about who we are and how we want to be um, thought of, we often forget that other people are interacting with us too. And so do we need to injure someone else in an effort for that person to believe that we are who we say that we are, who we think that we are? Does that make you genuine? No. That just makes you aggressive. You know, so I, I really want to be able to um, correlate the the genuineness with authentic. And that's the part that I want people to really attach themselves to. Are you being genuine or are you just putting on airs based off of who you think you are and who you want people to think that you are? That's where I think the definition um, gets a little bit clearer. So that's what's in my no, mind. I, I, no, I think I think I think it's I think it's important. I, I think when I hear, uh, and I don't, uh, I, I can imagine they're probably synonymous. But when I hear, you know, you, when you broke down authenticity, and then you also talked about being genuine, I think the other thing that comes to mind that I am constantly using in session, probably every day, and also outside of session, is like the congruency yeah. part to it, yeah. right? Like when I think being authentic is like uh, it's more than just being consistent but like are you matching internally what's going on like externally how people perceive you as well mm -hmm. right because like because like that's the other part that does help mm -hmm. when um when you talk about acceptance i think you have to be congruent mm -hmm. and and it's beyond being consistent like you be consistent across the board right but i think the congruency the reason why i bring it up is because i'm always pushing my clients to be as in alignment internally with how they're behaving and how their attitudes are coming off to people. Right. Right. Um, it's almost like saying like, well, I keep it real. I keep it real. And, and you're this, this, and that. Um, if it's not, if the intention, like you said, is like the delivery of it. It's like, well, I, I'm, my goal is to always be as open, transparent, explicit as possible then that may be incongruent with how people are, you know, experiencing you. And exactly. if you're getting feedback about that, how are you handling that? Yeah. See, that's the other part too. Yeah. It's that's where I've always argued the incongruency part is because people are like, no, that's not it. And it's like, I just keeping it real, but that's the disconnect. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we're talking about authenticity, when we're talking about being genuine and then even adding the whole congruency part is no one's saying that you're not being who you are. But to Brother Reek's point, it's also like you're there's a disconnect either through the delivery or through your intent. Yeah. It's now jumbled up. Yeah. And what you can't do is you can't keep powering through. Well, you just got to take it how it is. No, exactly. Like if, if the if part of being congruent is I want people to accept me for being a direct person. 
and 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 quote unquote keeping it real. If that whole process is lost on the other person, which is just which happens as all the time, then then you have to reevaluate and reassess. People, I hear from my clients all the time. It's a tone. It's your tone. You can say what you want to say. Be truthful. Be authentic. But it's the tone that you use when you speak to me. The moment your tone gets aggressive, your mate is turning you off anyway. They're tuning you out. They're not even going to hear what you're trying to say. So whatever your intention is, is about to get lost in your tone. So we're not saying don't be you. Don't be honest. But recognize, again, who you are needs to be flexible to fit into whatever the situation is, to fit in with whoever you are communicating with. You can't communicate this. I have this with my clients a lot. Well, this is the way that I grew up. This is the way that we talk to each other in our yeah. household. Well, you're not in your household anymore. You're, you're dealing with someone who comes from a whole different background, a whole different upbringing. And the way that they communicate in their household and their household is very different than the way that you do. You guys have to align that communication in some way. So with your mate being very indirect and, and maybe passive aggressive in the way that they're speaking to you because they're trying to get their point across without being offensive and that doesn't work for you. No, just talk, just tell me, just tell me what you're thinking. Well, they have to figure that out for themselves as well, just like you have to figure out, okay, maybe the way that I'm speaking is a little bit too aggressive for them. Even though this is how my mother talked to me and I talked to my mother, this isn't acceptable for my spouse. And so you have, yeah. to, you have to recognize, all right, you have to be a little bit more flexible in how you're communicating. Being authentic doesn't mean just sticking to your guns. It means re- reading the room, figuring out, okay, how can I yeah, still get my truth wrong. across without necessarily injuring the person I'm trying to communicate with? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you brought up a good point earlier in terms of you don't get it a lot explicitly, but you get it implicitly. What are some of the phrases people use when they are implicitly talking about the inability to be their authentic selves in their relationships. What are some of those implicit statements that they make? Uh, I mean, it could be something as critical as saying like, you know, um, it's not safe for me to be who I am. Right. Um, I'm not always comfortable with my partner or, or or this other person. Um, There may be, you know, comments like, um, you know, I, I, I just shut down whenever I'm having a hard time like mm-hmm. around them. So there's like relational sentiments such as those that get shared where the person's not saying like, I'm not able to be my authentic self. Like mm-hmm. they may use relational expressions such right. as those. Right. But then it can also be as explicit as, you know, um, I just, they'll just say like, I just don't feel like my, my partner or spouse um, doesn't accept me for who I am. Yeah, that's a big um, one. That's a really big one. You know, one. like you'll hear that. Um, and, and that's a very triggering one. Mm-hmm. Like, believe it or not, like the, the relational ones uh, are a little bit easier to digest as always because they're more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very jarring to hear someone's partner say that I don't feel that you accept me. That's very, very yeah. harsh. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't really dismiss that person's sentiment, I want to say, but it's very harsh because you love this person you're in love with this person you're committing to this person and there's ups and downs but when you hear someone say you know i and i usually let me say this i usually see confusion on the other partner's uh face Mm -hmm. when they say that they're they're like because in their mind they're like well i'm with you we've been through a lot together and 
You know, like, what do you mean? I don't allow you to be your authentic self right. and stuff. And so, um, yeah, it can be as explicit and jarring as like, I don't feel like you accept me for who I am. Yeah. Or there may be something very specific, Reek, where it's like they'll they'll point to something. They'll say like, you know, well, you know, I don't. I feel like they have a hard time with how I communicate, mm-hmm. and I I've told them about this. They've always known this about this, and they're still getting on me about it so it can be that kind of complaining ish kind of you know annoyed frustrated kind of part so that's how i've kind of heard it along that spectrum yeah i mean it's, for me it's around the same thing it's often around not being accepted or that i don't feel safe it, oftentimes it comes down to safety and the thing about that is it may that may genuinely be the case i've seen couples where one person is constantly trying to change or, or mold the their their partner into what they want them to be and so there really is no room for the person to be their authentic self to be genuine because it doesn't fit into the game plan of their partner so you can't always dismiss it offhand so you have to be able to look at the entire um relationship itself to see okay well where is this really problematic but for some people it really does come down to them not seeing themselves clearly and and saying things like well um, I can't talk to them. I don't feel safe talking to them. I don't feel comfortable talking to them. I don't feel comfortable doing the things that I used to be able to do. Um, and that goes for either going out or even, you know, doing things sexually. It's all yeah. these it's all these um, rejections. There's a lot of rejection that comes in their, in their tone around, you know, what they can and cannot do with their mate. And that's a more implicit side. You know, are they feeling rejected? And is that part of that that expression of, well, I can't be my authentic self is really because they feel rejected by their mate for being who they think they want to be, whether it's, it's genuine that their mate is trying to um, keep them in a particular box or that they're just not being aware of or concerned about how their pre- presentation is actually impacting their partner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and 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 I, and I think again, um, and what do you think about the level? Probably not, not probably not the. Uh, I, w- I was gonna say stubborn, but I caught myself, and and I'm thinking, what do you think, brother Reek, is behind when people are getting feedback from the partners about certain things, and they are struggling, and they're just conceptualizing it around like, well, this this is who I am, and mm-hmm. you know, you need to say because. Let's be honest here. You, you, we've alluded to it. Like, it's not to say that what we're talking about, people are not getting direct feedback from their partners. Right, There's a good chance right. they've gotten feedback from their partners before they've even seen you and I. But what do you think is blocking the the reception and the uh, in, like the implementing uh, to assimilate that new kind of feedback in? What do you think is behind Dude, some of the couple struggles? Change is hard. Change know, is right? really, really hard. Growth is hard. And growth takes time. And oftentimes you'll find that people don't want to invest in their own change, in their own growth, because they don't see the problem being them. I mean, come on, think about it. How many people do we see come into session and they're constantly pointing the finger at their mate saying they're the problem, they're the problem. And they don't see what it is that they really need to do in order to, you know, first of all, be accountable for the things they've done in order to make the relationship better. So this is the idea that they have to change, that they have to do something different is almost insulting to people. 
Why do I have to change? You're the problem. If you just accept me how I am, then there won't be a problem anymore. But you keep bringing stuff up. People don't want to have to change if they don't believe that they that there's a need for them to change. And again, we talked about this before. I don't believe in change. I believe in growth. Recognizing the areas in which you are either weakest or you need a little bit of work and go through the the process necessary to evolve so that you're not going backwards. If you're just changing, then you can always change back. But you're not gonna right. you know, you're not gonna devolve. So you need to evolve and it takes a little bit of time. What happens is people have a hard time with the, the concept of having to change and having to grow, but also going through the process. Cause they'll say, you know, well, I tried to do it that way and I, I don't feel comfortable. Or it's not yeah. enough for the other person. You know, that's a big one. It's not it doesn't seem like enough. Well, probably because you have a, a long way to go and maybe your maybe your Correct. mate isn't being patient. Maybe for your mate. They see some of the changes, and that's why I always say it's important to acknowledge the changes that you're seeing. But maybe your mate just isn't being patient enough because the the pain and the discomfort and dissatisfaction with what you've been doing has been going on for so long that they just want the pain to stop. They just want to see a change. And what you're doing in the incremental steps that you're taking may be acceptable to you. But for them, they're still seeing some of that old behavior, and so they're still feeling that same pain. They're still triggered by some of the old behavior. So, you know, point. so the, the idea point. that you have to change and change fast can be scary to people. Yeah. But that's why we yeah. have to always tell them that you don't have to change fast. Take the time to grow. Hey, partner, be patient and let the process work Correct. for itself. We know what the issue is. Give them the time to change, to grow. Correct. Correct. I think that was well said. I, think I, I, I really I really can't even add anything to that other than just to reiterate the last part where that's where accountability on both, in my mind, becomes important because yeah. it's like, okay, the partner who's being asked to um, go beyond things that are like um, change is hard. Um, you know, let, let's pace you out. Let's be efficient. Mm-hmm. Like, but we need to see effort is what I always say. We, we effort, need to we see know effort. effort. This is, is not everything. right. 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 You, what you can't do is you can't be like, well, you know, change is slow or whatever. I get that. It mm-hmm. is slow. Yeah. But we're not passing laws here. OK, this isn't Congress. <laughs> right. You need to be able to, to put in some full blown effort. Yeah. Because people won't knock effort. Yeah. People will get triggered by the lack of effort. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So let me put that out there. And also on the second partner, on the other partner, I agree with you 100 percent. And I'm always doing I always got to tell that other partner you need to be patient. And also we need to readjust. Even sometimes I got to be concrete with couples at times for the other partner and say, okay, what's one small piece that we can look for over the next two, three weeks. So Mm -hmm. I'll even give a timeline even over the next two, three weeks, because some people, if you don't guide them, they're literally thinking when you hear change, these people are walking away from session. Like, man, great. I mean, the change is going to come tomorrow night. And it's like, no, Um, sometimes I have to verbally step in and be concrete and say like, Hey, we're going to change this particular aspect. So, so over the next two to three weeks, your partner is committing to working on tone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always say too, they're going to mess up. Yeah. I always tell yeah. them, like, I yeah. always tell them yeah. they're going yeah. to mess yes. up. Yes. So do not. So readjust your, well, expe- I always, and I, and I readjust your expectations. hundred percent. Cause I always tell people, cause I see it a lot in such like, if you don't adjust those expectations, people come in there like, see, they 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 were fine for two days and then they messed yeah, up. So yeah, we're going back yep, and I'm like, yep. you need to sit down yeah. right now because like this is ridiculous. <laughs> You're making your partner feel bad. Like they 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 I and that's why for me, I always say I'm giving you my blessing mm-hmm. to mess up. Yeah. 
they both need yeah. to hear that I'm giving you my yeah. blessing to myself yeah, because I don't I got to block the brain from thinking you have to be perfect. No, because what that means is now they're going to mess up even more mm-hmm. and they're going to create anxiety. So I got to tell the other partner, like, we're going to be very specific. Tone is going to be a first step. That's going to be for the next two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. They will mess up. And then I'll, I may say to them or they may ask, so how do I handle it if and when they mess up? Mm-hmm. Good question. Now, let me give you um, something to do when that happens. Mm-hmm. Respond this way. Right. Don't just throw your hands up and be like, "Whoa, we're back, we're this backsliding." Work. This ain't working. This ain't working. Yeah, it's the it's the backsliding yeah. that happens. Yeah. But but I just want to kind of throw that out there because yeah. when you said it, I'm like, "Yeah, we gotta adjust expectations for both." And people yeah. will mess up, man. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. will mess up. What are we talking about? And the the other part of it too, I don't know if I said this clearly, is that the, one of the reasons why I think it's hard for people to accept the need to change is because when they hear that word change, they also feel that sense of rejection. That's what they hear behind it. I'm not good enough. You know, so I need to change in order to fit your mold. But who I am, my own authentic, genuine self isn't enough for you. And so I think that's another thing that can that can make people rebel against the idea of it, that they feel that they feel rejected. And you have to make that explicitly clear, too. This isn't about rejection. It's about recognizing. Yeah, I was going to say, so how do you explain it to them so that way they don't internalize that mm-hmm. as rejection, Brother Reed? I always give my homegirl, Kima, credit for this. Um, you know, Kima, when I used to do Mo Man's radio show, Kima always said when she first got um, married or started dating her 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 fiancé at the time, um, that she really had to adjust the mindset of going from I to we. And that's one of the things I have to break down for couples all the time. Who you are when you're by yourself and not in a relationship, you can do all that you want to do. You can be... As, as rude and rotten as you want to be when you're by yourself. You made the decision to be with somebody else. You made a decision to be in a relationship with this person. Recognize again how you're presenting yourself is not going may not be as acceptable with this person as it might have might have been with somebody else. And so you now have to take into account who this person is, how they receive information, and adjust. That's why I said when you're trying to be your authentic self, your authentic self needs to be fluid. You need to be able to fit it into the mold of who this who this person is and the relationship that you're trying to form with them. So, you know, part of that is just recognizing that, yeah, you don't have to change your entire person. No one's rejecting your entire person. But who you're with now, it takes time to figure out, okay, so who are we together? How do we present ourselves together? How do we... Um, you know, when we're working on our communication, how do we figure out the best way to communicate for us two? Not me with anybody else and who I was with previously, who I, who I am with my right. family, but who I am with this person. We're moving from that I mentality to that we mentality. And it's always important to keep that in mind when trying to figure out how am I presenting myself so that this person is actually not just accepting me, but actually able to hear and deal with me. Because if I'm being my authentic jerk self, because that's just who I am. That's not going to be good for that person. And ultimately, your relationship is going to fail. I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. I think it's spot on. And 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 also, like, change change is relevant. Um, and I think it's also helpful for both parties to, um, I think, be collectively on the same page of how to view change. Right. Right. So, you, you know, so meaning meaning one person can look at change being tone. The other person could be length of talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, all relevant. Yeah, yeah. All very yeah. relevant. But I try to get them on the same page to say, so for the next three weeks, what do we what can we jointly commit to? Right. You got to pick one. We'll get to the other ones. 
but we got to pick one because if 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 we don't, you know what's going to happen. Someone's going to come in and say like, I've been doing really great with my tone. The right. other person's like, I still don't see change because they're using a different indicator. The narrative hasn't using, changed. Yeah, the yeah, narrative like, has, they, they haven't yeah, changed the narrative around the person. So it, anything they're doing, they're still looking at through that lens of, well, this is who they are. So even though they're doing something differently, this is what they really mean. And and it's and it's not fair, you know. No. Um, and 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 so we have to just be mindful about that. Um, and 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 let's also be honest too. Uh, as systemic thinkers, uh, work goes into both people. So if we're asking someone to change, then we have to ask the other partner to also alter as well, oh. right? So you can't say my partner keeps running away and withdrawing, and it's like okay, then you need to stop pursuing. <laughs> exactly. Straight up, yes. like you need yeah, to calm down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know. And again, it's about that effort. You know, what right. effort are both of you guys putting into this? Are you making the effort to accept the, the new behavior as being authentic and genuine? And as a person who is actually doing the work of trying to adjust their behavior, are you actually putting the effort in? Are you being consistent in that? Or are you only doing it when it's convenient for you? Only, are you only doing it when you feel good, when your mood is is heightened? When Are you, are you being consistent in that? And are you really are you genuinely... Again, trying to grow, acknowledging that the things that you're doing need to be different, be, need to be done differently. Or are you only trying to change in the moment in order to satisfy or satiate your, your partner so they leave you alone for a little while? Because that's the thing that you see oftentimes. People will acknowledge in, in session, okay, yeah, well, I need to do things differently. Then they'll go home and they'll try for a little while. Their partner gets off their back and then they relax and just convert back to who they have always presented themselves as being. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not, you're not actually growing. You're not actually changing. That's why I said, if you try to change, you can always change back. You have to look at this as a growth opportunity. And that's the process of actually doing it over and over again to build that habit, to build that muscle of new behavior. Because right. it's all behavioral change. Yeah. But you're still, you're still being yourself. You're still who you are. But again, it's just about who you are in relation to the person that you're trying to have a relationship with. Yeah. No, it's well said. Yeah, no, it's definitely well said, and and, and I honestly believe too that um, we just have to give space. I think one of the, I think a really good uh, idea for couples is that uh, allow allow this to be an opportunity to like for the person who quote unquote needs to change to like reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so that's why I'm always like we don't put pressure on them. It's already enough pressure to be told like. Hey, there's certain behaviors that you're so used to doing that you've now internalized as being you. Mm-hmm. We either have to cut that down or or reorganize it. But it, it's also a time of reflection. I think it can also be an opportunity for the couple to like um, reorganize themselves mm-hmm. because that's usually how behaviors manifest in relationships. There needs to be a joint collective effort. So yeah, the person came into a relationship. This is who I am. I am who I am. But conditioning has happened. As long as you yeah. guys have been together, conditioning has happened. So that's why I always see when we talk about authentic selves or people not changing or stuff like that, I'm like, but this is going to be a true collective effort though. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. So even like identifying that explicitly has, has really served me well, like in sessions with couples. Yeah. I think people, well, there's a a couple of things just came to mind. One is we have some people who don't want to change because again, they, they have that maybe a very aggressive presentation and they just want the person to accept that. But then we have people on the other side who are um, genuinely 
don't feel safe in being able to present themselves because of how aggressive or how reactive their mate may be. You know, so I want to make sure that we're distinguishing between the two camps because, you know, part of it is um, kind of toning down your your authentic self to be more um, to demonstrate more care for your mate. The other side is, OK, so how can you present yourself um, or how can you build safety into your relationship so that you can be more authentic with your mate? Not that there's anything wrong that with it, that you're doing, but your mate may themselves, again, may be controlling, may want to put you in a particular box, um, may be super reactive to things that you have to say and do, and you're not doing anything intentionally to to cause that, but that's just where your mate is. How do we work with those people who don't feel safe in being able to present the, their authentic selves? That's a good point. That's 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 a really good point. And, and I also think part of it... Uh, yeah, I, and 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 I also think like there's angst to it as well. Oh, um, you know, and I I also joke with people too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I joke with my couples and I also tell them too because I think it is fair and I've seen it far far too many times to also say that. Um, I think it's easy to get caught up in like we need this behavior to change. We don't want to see this anymore or behaviors to change. Right. But then I also ask them another question and I also say, but do we have a plan on how we're going to interact and relate to each other when that change happens. Yeah. I think that does yeah. not get discussed enough. Yeah, that's true. I think we're that's so true. focused on like, let's get rid of it that they're not understanding that life will technically seem different, mm-hmm. which would cause both parties to now relate to themselves, relate to each other. More di- but yeah. don't think about that. Yeah. They're just yeah. hyper-focused on let this stop right. and this, right. you know, right. and I appreciate that. But whenever I ask it, I gotta, I gotta admit brother, we both parties are kind of like, Huh. And some of them are like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right. What's life post quote unquote change? What, what is that? What's that going to look like? You know, what does that right. change look like? And how does that change? You know, the, the issues that you're saying are occurring because of the the presentation that you're receiving. How is that going to how is that going to look? And I think a lot of yeah. people, like you said, a lot of people don't consider that. They just again, they're just trying to. And I hate to just put it in such simple terms, but it's associated with pain. They're just trying to end the pain. So whatever that person's behavior um, is, is doing to the mate, whatever pain that's, that's occurring, they just want it to stop. And so they don't think about what it's actually going to look like when it does stop. So when the pain is no longer there and you can no longer blame your mate for making you feel a particular way, that you can no longer blame your mate for making things be as, as difficult as they are. And now you have to accept that, okay, they've done something differently. And now your narrative around them has to change. Do you know what that's going to look like in your everyday interactions? Okay, so your your mate is no longer being as, um, they're still being direct with you. They're still, they're learning how to communicate directly with you without being offensive. But when that happens and you're no longer triggered by the idea that they may, that there's going to be a bomb behind whatever they're saying. Okay, what's that, what's that going to look like now? How are you going to respond? You know, do you know how to respond to your mate actually being um, assertive as, a, as opposed to being aggressive? Do you know how to do that? And sometimes people don't because they're, they're so they that person who's become reactive to the, the negativity that they may have done as they're trying to be their authentic selves. They have not adjusted themselves. So they don't even know how to respond differently in those situations. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why I brought it up, because I think it's easy to overlook that yeah. process. Right? Yeah. right. We want to get to the end of the yellow brick road, but we don't know what to do with ourselves when we when we're there. Right. 
Right. What's you know that, what I mean? What's that next step going to look like? Yeah. What's the next step going to look like? And um, and that's why I said, like, the implications are for, like, both parties, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, like I said, like, this this authenticity is, like, you know, and 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 and, and I also want to say, too, and throw it out there, because we talk about this all the time. We, we have to be, I think, on, on a feedback end, we have to be very mindful <clears throat> about how we are giving feedback, because... Um, sadly like there is going to be a hint of being critical because i think like yeah yeah then being critical because in my mind being critical is not the same as being judgy i think if you're judgy you're using particular words that are going to evoke certain emotional uh uh uh, reactions but i but i do find critical feedback much different which is it's in the it's in the spirit of being helpful you've also like have thought it out Mm -hmm. in which you can get examples you can also keep it in a way that is like objective as possible but you can also show implications so saying so it's not enough to just be like well you know you just have a bad attitude you know whenever you talk to me (laughs) no i think critical feedback is also showing the implications of the relationship for you and saying you know i noticed i've had a hard time wanting to come to you often um when i'm struggling Mm -hmm. because you know the tone you use with me usually um it makes me fearful yeah. of how you're going to react you yeah. see like that's yeah that's critical yeah. feedback yeah. like that's critical yeah because i've thought about it I've, I've actually brought examples i've talked about the implications of it it's not just me being like well you just need to check your tone when you talk to me yeah, yeah. I, I mean like i i get what you're trying to say but i don't i think it's very incomplete but isn't that the foundation of when we're doing we're providing the tool of the expressor um empathetic listener um, activity with our clients when we're trying to teach them just how to be the, be in, um, to be the person who's actually expressing yourself, making sure that you're taking ownership of whatever the issue is and not necessarily putting it on your on your partner. You're just trying to communicate how their behavior is making you feel, and so that's part of learning how to communicate with you know what those issues are to be able to say okay, not so much that you do this and you're bad for doing it. Again, being you know being judgmental and giving them all this criticism. But saying, when you do this, it does impact me in this way. I want you to understand that when you are being um, not just direct, but being very um, aggressive in your tone, it makes me feel fearful. It makes me feel um, um, inadequate. It makes me feel uh, judged. And so, you know, I just want you to understand that. Not Not even saying that I want you to do anything about it right now. I just want you to understand it. And I think that's step one. Just creating under, creating a space for understanding. I just want you to understand how your behavior is impacting me. Yes, I want you to be genuinely who you are, but that doesn't have to come at the expense of how I feel. And so I just want you to understand, I'm not being critical of you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not judging you. I'm just simply letting you know what you're doing is having this impact on me. That's it. And so now we can talk about how you can do things differently. Now we can problem solve once you understand what you're doing. Because I don't want you to think that this is me rejecting you, but understand you are having an impact on how I feel based on what you're doing. So yeah, I want you to do something differently. I don't want you to change who you are. I want you to do something different so that you're not impacting me as negatively as you are. Right. That's that's right. the process right there. That's that that's it. Yeah. And that's it. And again, and it takes the other person to like really listen and don't do any selective attention, but listen to the whole message. Right. Have to listen to the whole message. The know? whole message. The whole message. And people often know because they get in their own feelings once they hear somebody saying something negative about them. You know, it's like, yep. 
you, you can, you're not even opening up yourself to understand where the person's coming from because you're so caught up in thinking, well, you're trying to change me. You're rejecting me. You don't yeah. accept me. It's not about that. Uh, just understand how you're impacting the other person. So anyway, Dr. John, hit the people up. Hit our listeners up. Hit the people who want to know about us. Hit them with those noble truths, man. Hit them with those noble truths. Yeah, I, I, a couple of noble truths, you know, from this amazing conversation, one of them being uh, no one is saying you shouldn't be who you are. But if we're being honest with ourselves, we all can grow. We all can get better. Constantly, constantly. Right. Um, I think there's nothing wrong. Let's seek. Let's seek that. Let's seek feedback from others who we trust. Right. And let's and let's and let's take it constructively as best as possible. As long as it's delivered well, let's take it positive because being authentic can be a relative experience uh, across our life journeys. Yep. It really can. Yep. We 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 do evolve to use brother Reed. So we do evolve, and authenticity does not mean static. Exactly. Damn. Yes. That's, deep. that's it like, right there. That's, 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 that's it, right, it there. right there. Does not yeah, mean being it. static. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean I'm a, I'm gonna end right there because even I impress myself. I'm like damn, like that's deep. <laughs> like it's true. Like authenticity because because it prevents the well. This is who I've always been. But authenticity does not mean you need to be static. Right. You can grow and evolve right. and maintain authenticity and become a better versions of ourselves mm-hmm. constantly and, and enjoy life and enjoy our relationships. Yeah. Damn, I'm done. Pass it over to you, brother. My man, Doctor John. That's why he's Doctor John. <laughs> And the only thing I would say, too, is it kind of falls along the same lines. Recognize that you being your authentic self doesn't mean that you, again, have to be static. You need to be fluid. You need to recognize the fluidity of um, your personality when it comes to interacting with other people. Who you are with one person doesn't mean that you're going to have to be the same person with everybody. It's all about those interactions, those those personal connections with people. And everyone you talk to is going to have a different response to the things that you're doing. If someone that you really care about is having a hard time with the way that you're presenting yourself, don't necessarily feel rejected. Have a conversation with them. Try to understand how it's impacted them so that you can figure out how I can be more um, attentive to what you need versus what I think I should just be doing. All right. So be more fluid. Be more open. Be more flexible. You don't have to just be who you think you are. Be who you need to be for the person that you care about. So, bam, that's what you got. That's deep. That's what, you, that's, what, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's where we're going to leave it right there. So real quick, Dr. John, tell the people where they can find more out about you. Uh, man, you can always come and show love at www.kingsofart.com. You know, check out all the amazing stuff that we're doing. We continue to do. We're in the community. We're, you know, we're based and focused on the community. So come show some love. Um, you can always um, find out what I'm doing, you know, clinically in the in the community in the world at rccmaryland.com and um, also the great work, um, you know, pushing for a lot of equity and a lot of important uh, human rights, you know, for folks. Uh, come check out the stuff that we're doing at the Beer Institute of Justice. So, the Beer Institute. Yeah, You're doing some good work over there, man. Good, pr- yeah, very man. proud of the work that you guys are doing over there, definitely, too, man. Definitely, man. Appreciate it, man. Where can we find you, brother? Lee? Well, of course, you can find me right here at kingsoftheheart.com. You can find us on all streaming platforms at Kings of the Heart Podcast. And you can also find out more about me at <laughs> InsideMFT.com, um, Walton.com, and finally, ViewsAndVibes.com. Also, I have to announce that I have started another podcast, which, yes, is, yes. which is my guided meditation podcast. It's called Insight Guided Meditation. You can find that on all streaming platforms as well. And it's all about trying to help people connect with the, the world around them in a more present and mindful way. 
And hopefully when you walk away from it, you'll feel a lot better than you do on a normal day. That's just trying to, we're just trying to help the people in every way we can. Relationships, your own, you know, sense of self and, and presence. We're just we're just trying to help people. That's all we're trying to do. So man, I hear that, man. Yeah, man. Can't wait for it. It's gonna be exciting. Shout out to yeah. Brother Week for yeah. that. We definitely need that, brother. Yeah, check it out. It's already out there, guys. Check it on out. Anyway, Dr. John, good to see you, brother. Great show as man, always. It's always good to see you, brother. Definitely, definitely great topic, brother. Great yes, work. Sir. And I look forward to doing this again with you guys. Listeners, you guys take care and enjoy. Peace.